is a little something different, don't you think, babe? And we are live. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Aloha, Satnam. Welcome to our second episode. I'm Alex. I'm Clay. And this is a little something different. Oh, yeah. For today, happy November. We're right here at almost at the end of 2021, which is crazy. Crazy. It's my birthday month now. Scorpio season. Scorpio season. Y'all know about them Scorpios now. All About November is the month of gratitude. And I would love to start off this episode with our daily affirmation. So this is the message to self today. I am writing every chapter, every page, and every word of my story with love and purpose. Even the plot twists have meanings and are redirecting me to where I need to be. Read, I'm sorry, redirecting me to where I need to be. Mm, even the plot twist got meaning. Mm-hmm. Dope, cool. Thanks for that quote, babe. Um, and yeah, if you guys are tuning in right now, you either tuning in on, you probably tuning in on Spotify. We know that for sure. Um, the last episode, we got our Apple, uh, Apple Music podcast kind of thing pending right now, as well as Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are hearing it on there, then that means it's up by now. If not, you listen to it on Spotify or you guys are watching the video version of it on YouTube. And if you haven't checked out the first one, definitely go by and check it out. But today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and get straight into it. Today's conversation, ladies and gentlemen, is about food. I love food. I'm a Taurus. Yeah, Taurus and women. Yeah, fellas, don't get it twisted. At the end of the day, no matter... What kind of uh, kind of girl you got with you or significant other? Um, they might always like nice things and the bomb stuff and this and that. But if you know how to get you get you a woman some food, man, you are into her heart. It's not just guys. Though. The ladies love the food, man, and they just they go crazy when you know how to make some food for them. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, today's all about food. So let's go straight into it. This is going to get deep today. This is going to be a little something different on food. Tell the people what we're doing right now. We just started our plant-based. I would. I don't know what title. I don't really like titles in anything. I'm not like a big mm-hmm. title person. But if someone wants to title it something, um, we just started our raw vegan diet. And I don't even want to say diet either. It's lifestyle for us. We've always been in this space. We've always been in this healthy um, holistic space for you know energy with food and all of that. So if we did have to put a title, that would be it. Yeah. Yes. That's what I would title that. We recently started eating like all raw fruits and vegetables. We had, um, we'd done the vegan thing before where, where, where it was like, back when we lived in Vegas, it was probably about a year and some change ago, roughly something like that. We were going plant-based for, for how long would you say? Probably for like a month, two months. Well, I, what do you mean? Cause I, I remember we were in Vegas. We went, we went plant-based for like a couple during, the, uh, during COVID matter of fact, during, during the quarantine when it had around that time when it had started or maybe it was either before that or during the quarantine, we went, we had went vegan. It was like the beyond meat. And, um, that's the first time we did it together. You probably did it before me. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's so, what I was going to say. Okay. I, I remember. I, yeah. I did it before you. Okay. For sure. But yeah, we did it. We did it together in Las Vegas. Um, and we had done the vegan thing and we were going completely plant-based and it was a pretty good experience. But uh, I guess since I, you were telling me that you were that before that. So when did you first start changing up your diet and, and all that kind of stuff? I feel like my story started when I was like really young. 
I've kind of like always known about this space and how to be in tune with your body and how to listen to your body, what your body needs. We all have um, obviously different bodies, but different needs at certain times of our lives. And when I was about, I think like 14, 15, I had like allergies. I was having like bloated stomach, spots on my stomach. Um, I'd feel sick, super tired. I was known as the nap queen, like in my family. You still are the nap queen right now. Okay, well, I still love my nap, but <laughs> it's not because I'm tired, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where, you know, I started getting sick and I was like an athlete. I was doing different sports at the time, a um, bunch of different sports in high school and outside of school too. I was really active and it was like, why am I feeling like this and all of that? And I'd get really sick from dairy. So I asked my mom to take me to the doctor, which is really like the only time I've been to the doctor. I do not like doctors. I don't 100% believe in Western medicine. Um, kind of just, you know, believe in what feels right for my body. But going back to when I was like 14, 15, they were just saying I had a dairy allergy. And from there, I just, you know, completely cut dairy except for ice cream. I, I, I slipped here and there, you know, cream, you know, like 16, 17. I'm like, of course I gotta like, you know, get my ice cream fix. But yeah, I was different in my family. I always knew I come from a Mexican background um, where my family members, you know, I love all of them. And when we talked about them, talk about them on the podcast. Shout out to the Mexicans. <laughs> Shout out to all the but Mexicans out there. They have a tendency to eat so unhealthy, so, so unhealthy. And um, I just remember being younger and not always eating what like my mom would serve us or what my grandma would serve us. And like frog legs, I'd see frog legs. Oh, y'all like, yeah, Mexicans like black people. They like, you know everything. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, they eat everything. They eat like the, the chitlins oh. and uh, yeah, they eat all that. Yeah. Oh. I, I ain't never thinking of it like that because I was thinking, like, I know like black people, they eat like they eat like the chitlins, pig feet, mm -hmm. uh, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know, and I guess all the, the different people of color, they eat the. Like, everything yeah it's from being on farms whether it's slavery or just like working on farms and different stuff like that they they learn to eat all those different parts of the animal including you know some stuff that that honestly y'all nothing smells worse than chitlins what is it chitlins it's like all it's basically like so chitlins are the unwanted parts of the pig um so you get bacon the back straps and all that different stuff ribs and all that and you got like the chitlins like like, I think it's, like, intestines and all kind of different stuff, and it's fried. Intestines? And it smells so bad to the point where if someone is cooking it in the house, it literally takes over the entire house. You can't smell nothing else in the house. It's so gross. But a lot of old old folks, they love it, and they eat it, bro, especially down south. Especially yeah. down south, for sure. I wouldn't be able to survive in that household either. But, yeah, I was known as always just eating cereal, like, my mom and dad go make cereal. yeah go cereal my mom and dad make jokes like to this day of like me only eating cereal for dinner um because i just like didn't i don't know how to describe it just appealing wise i just knew it wasn't right for my body um from there just looking at it yeah and then just fast forward i can you know go in detail a little later about more and more but you know my story kind of unraveled from there from food um ups and down with I would say like 
what is it? The f not food addictions, um, like, f um, I'm sorry, image disorder. So like, you know, just how our body looks and all of that and going yeah. to what the media tells you to do and what Instagram and all of that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty interesting story. I can't say my story is the same how I got here. Mine was more so, um, I had always been an athlete, you know what I mean? Was always just, I was just eating whatever, bro. Like I, I was able to eat anything out of fast metabolism. I needed the carbs. I was doing a lot of, you know, active stuff all the time. Um, I didn't really get into the idea of this vegan plant-based stuff until probably about two years ago or so. Honestly, around the time I had met you, um, I kind of started learning about it. I was already kind of in a spiritual kind of space and, you know, just doing things differently, alternative medicine, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it kind of came when I met you and I was kind of open to it. But, well, I'll get into my take on it now well in a little bit but at that at that particular time it was something that i was just like different um and at that and also around that time i was having a lot of digestive issues in general man like i was so basically at the time that i was in vegas i it is what i now know as a gluten allergy but at that time i didn't know so i never had a gluten allergy or anything like that growing up i had had one really to about a year and some change ago honestly um i don't know is it a trigger my for my environment what it is i, I don't know but I was really sick for like a whole year straight, dude, and I had no idea it was gluten. I was going to so many different doctors trying to figure out what's this, what's that. You know, he was taking my blood. They couldn't tell me. He was doing all these different tests, bro. They was telling me to go home and come back and let them know this. Had no idea the whole time it was a gluten allergy. I kind of diagnosed it on my own after all these doctor's appointments. Oh, oh no, 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 no. I'm lying. I'm lying. I kind of knew of, I had knew it was a potential option, but they, they, um, they pretty much confirmed it when they did an endoscopy on me. They basically put you to sleep, put a tube up your butt mm. with a camera, mm. yeah, and they try to see what's see what's going on up in there. You know, you know what I mean. <laughs> but you know, I said I was knocked out. Oh no, 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 no. I'm sorry. That's a that's not a no, no, no. Endoscopy is not the same thing. This was they put it through my throat. They went to my throat. They didn't go up your booty hole? No, no, no. They didn't go up my booty hole. No, no, no. I'll take that back. Stop. Ah, cut that if you can, but I'm going to keep it. But it didn't get, it went down my throat. It ain't go up my booty hole. There's something, another procedure for that. I don't know what that is, but that's what they did. Confirmed that I had a gluten allergy. And from there, I found though that like, these are you laughing at me and that shit. But now I know that like when I went to the more plant-based diet, it had less gluten in it. And, you know, I was feeling better. Some things still did have gluten in it. Um, but that's how I kind of got into it. I felt really, really good. Um, I went back to meat after that, but um, it was like probably like two months or so. I went vegan and I felt good. You know what I mean? It was it was fine. I found I, I found the biggest thing with going vegan was just making the meals taste good and making them taste similar. Um, but I went back to meat afterwards for reasons that we'll get into in a little bit. But that was that that was the food journey. And then, right, like I said, like I said, uh, right now we're doing the raw vegan thing, which is raw fruits and vegetables. Um, it's been good so far. Um, the plan for me at least is to have meat like once every two weeks because um, I still like meat. There's still, still nothing wrong with meat. Um, but yeah. Do you remember what you used to do after your appointments before knowing about your allergy? I didn't know about it then. But no, but do you remember what you would do? Yeah, I would have McDonald's. So I would, we would go to this place up in um, Vegas, like Centennial Hills. I'd go out there, see, see my doctor or whatever. That's what the insurance covered at the time or the place where I was working. We'll go out there and I would have McDonald's. That was closest to the to the thing. Like it was, you know, Vegas is very, once you get out the city, like nothing out there really. It's so spaced out, just desert. 
And I'll go to McDonald's before my appointment, not knowing I am fucking myself up with gluten right now. Before and after, it didn't matter, man. I hadn't had no idea, dog. But yeah, that's that. That's definitely what was happening. Like I said, we're doing the raw vegan thing right now. Um, but I, I, I just want to. This is the conversation that we got to have, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask this to her, and I want you guys to comment and weigh in on all of this. Do you feel like going vegan was the better option? Is the was the better option for you? Like, because of course you had meat later on after that, and not not too long ago and stuff like that. What is your take on? What you feel like is best for your body when it comes to this whole vegan thing? Because it's popular right now, right? Like a lot of people are doing it. It's it's on all the, the shows, documentaries. Like people are recommending it. Mm-hmm. A lot of celebrities, athletes coming out saying they're vegan. Go vegan. Like, what do you feel about being vegan and how it makes you feel versus you know all the extra stuff? Go ahead. Oh yeah, for my own body, I know this is like the best route where I feel like my highest energy and like my highest self. So we have our ego self and we have our higher self. And I just feel like my complete alignment with my body, I feel alignment with nature, my purpose, all of that, everything kind of like naturally unfolds when I'm taking care of myself, when I'm taking care of my body. What you, so when you say like in line, what do you, what, like, what do you mean by that? Like when you say, like when you have, when you're in a plant-based diet, what do you, what makes you feel in line? What is that feeling? Cause I don't know what you mean when you say that. Yeah. Tuning into my body. Um, really like feeling you know i'm a visual and i'm an intuitive so you know seeing my different um shocker colors i can feel like what i can eat like you know from basically Mm. they say you're supposed to eat the rainbow and the rainbow you're supposed to eat the colors of the rainbow and the fruits and vegetables so in different fruits and vegetables um and those align directly to your chakra system so certain um like uh tomatoes beetroots um, like like grounding foods are really good for your root chakra okay. and you know like green food uh, broccoli celery all of that is good for your heart chakra because it's associates with that color of that energy field um, with it so that's where I feel most aligned mm, so what, what do you feel when you have meat or have had meat what, what, what was the difference in what you felt and you and do you feel like that difference was because it was meat versus yeah, definitely. So like I said, the story early on when I was 14, 15, knowing my, the difference in my body, eating meat, like, um, like I did, you know, first try it and stuff like that, like, you know, what my mom was making. And I just remember just feeling like sick from it, like having an aversion. What kind of meat? Um, different stuff. My mom would make everything like pot roast, taco meat, like okay. everything. They, they ate meat with everything. Um, like every meal you sound like from breakfast, lunch, dinner, like they, it was yeah, a meal bacon. present and every. Oh my God. My, my niece and bacon. my mom are addicted to bacon. I ain't gonna lie, bro. It's something about bacon. That's just what, what they say in, in the, uh, in the study, right? That like the same chemicals or something like the same dopamine receptors and serotonin and all that stuff that's released and eating bacon is the same as cocaine. Mm-hmm. Well, let's break down the actual food. Food is energy. So like breaking it down they are chemical compounds. Yeah, okay. So those chemical sure. compounds are really doing something to your brain chemistry of like, what the heck is this mm. doing? Is this a, you know, I don't want to say positive or negative, um, no, but, but behind it, it, it but it, like, it, is it uplifting you or is it making you feel a little lower? Yeah, you know, because what you're saying with the chemical thing is like, you might have bacon and you feel like, oh, like this is just like a food and it's a meat, but 
your stomach might process it as such, but in your brain from the chemical mm-hmm. uh, elements of it is given off like, oh, this is cocaine. We need more. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like a, it could be like a drug in a way to your brain. Your brain might register it as such. That's yeah. so interesting. I never thought of it like that. But but yeah, that's that's very, very interesting. I, I would say um, my upbringing as far as like me, I always, so not my upbringing, but it, um, in terms of like how I feel versus with me versus vegetarian, honestly, I'm the type of person that when it comes to like diet, it's all about what feels best for your body and you need to like try it. You need to like try different stuff. Like you just got to experiment with your body what makes you feel like you've been at your peak. So like you might feel really, really good with the diet. So you might feel really, really good with the diet that you got right now. It might be like eating meat and every meal. I feel like your our job as humans is to try to explore what the peak of our existence can be. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like it's trying to see like what level you can get to. Obviously some may get further than others. It's like not to judge where anyone is now. I mean, it's just all about improvement. Mm-hmm. But I think with food, it's like you eating a diet now, you need to be curious at least about what will make me feel even better than I am now. What will help my digestive system even now? Like some people, for example, don't feel good with how they eat. Some people's like energy sucks. Like they can't sleep correctly. Um, they're having issues on the toilet at the man. Some of you, whew, some of y'all, man, I go into these public restrooms and hear the struggle of a lifetime in there. It sounds like some, it's like somebody in there dying or like they, like they they in there arm wrestling with somebody. You just it's like whoa, you should not be pressing that hard, buddy, when you're on the toilet. God damn. But yeah, you need laxatives. Not you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so the, it's those people's job to be like, man, am I eating the right stuff? Because that's your fuel. So if you don't have energy, like you got to go straight to the diet and see like, what am I eating that's not giving me the proper fuel or the proper sleep or just the ability to get things done in my life that are important to me. So you got to check the diet, man. Try to try to just self improve. Mm-hmm. But I think that for me, I felt best when I've been changing things. So like, I might for a month, I might for like two weeks feel like, man, I'm cool on the meat right now. I just I need to just like go green and just eat like all vegetables and fiber and kind of stuff like that. And then you might have a, a week where um, you might be out in nature in the wilderness somewhere and you might feel like, hey, I'm out here hunting or living off the land. And today, while I'm living off the land, I caught a fish. Mm-hmm. I need to eat that. Like that's that's my nutrients for today. It's just not it's just to be I believe in being adaptable. Yeah, that's my take on it right now. So right now I'm just doing a raw vegan thing because that's what I feel like in this moment for where I'm at right now. That feels like what I just felt a calling just to do that. You know what I'm saying? What do you what do you feel about that? About because a, a lot of people, um, guys, and I want you to understand this too. Stop getting stuck in these labels that make you feel like you have to just follow this guideline book textbook way of like doing anything, bro. Like if you feel like you feel like you're okay eating meat and you feel like you know, and you, and you, if you, okay, if you're okay eating vegan, but every once in a while having meat, there's, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Don't believe you got to fit into this category and label that I can only eat vegetables. And if I'm somewhere where it's meat and I want it, I'm just going to go hungry. Like, hell no. Do what makes your body feel best and your energy feel best. But go ahead. What are you going to say? It, really, I think all of this is a spectrum and we just all have to remember we're on our own journey. And the key is constant change and adaptability and being in tune during different processes of your life. And even this, I'm really studying this right now, even for women, um, I want to speak to all the girls out there. 
eating according to your cycle. And I'm not just talking about your menstrual cycle. You have three other That's cycles. <laughs> when you said like, I thought you meant menstrual. Yes, that is one of what, the cycles. What, what's the other cycle? So it's not just the menstrual cycle that most people just think of with the cycles for women. Mm -hmm. We also have the ovulation cycle, the follicular mm -hmm. cycle, and luteal cycle. Um, and we can eat certain grains and certain fruits um, and vegetables and certain um, things according to that cycle that really helps harmonize your hormones. Okay. So, okay. So, yeah. So, that I guess so that concept of it, I'm not saying obviously like maybe like, well, no, men, that won't mean, I mean, because it's not menstrual. So, like, obviously men, men would have a cycle of that sort in a way. Oh, like, yes. There's like a masculine kind of cycle to that. Maybe that's what I feel like at certain times. Certain, yes. certain times I'm just like, man, I'm cool on meat right now. Like, I don't, I don't really want any meat. Maybe like once a day I'll have meat. And then a couple of weeks from now, I might wake up in the morning and just really crave protein. And have that and then not eat no meat for the rest of the day or something, you know, I, I think it's just all about being uh, being in tune with your body mm -hmm. and knowing what it's asking for at what given time and to grant the request for it because your body's going to tell you what you need. You know, if you're tired all the time and, and, and whenever you go for a walk or run, you're out of breath, your body's telling you, hey, we need to be able to go do this activity. So you need to be able to mm -hmm. continue to build this part of you, you know. So it's always interesting to think of it like that because I, because where do you feel like the whole, um, this whole concept of if you're a vegan, you have to follow things like this. Like, where, like when did it become so strict? Like when did that, when did that happen? I think it all stems from society coming from pressure. There's so many pressure from just everything that really just, you know, makes our brains have a different outlook on ourselves externally internally um how we eat everything and i feel like the big change is just like once you go on your journey of self-development self-healing you know really just all that those types of good stuff right there then you'll be able to like you said to yourself you can feel when you need something and when you don't need something mm. it's a natural cycle that your body does it's that voice mm -hmm. that voice in your that little voice up in your head telling you like hey this is like we need this right now or hey do this like it's just that you know what i'm saying how people say they feel that, that that little voice inside telling them to do something i think that's what it's similar to that you know what i mean it, it knows us better than we know us mm -hmm. shoot if we if it was up to us we'd just be eating canes all day and just and McDonald's and all kind. Yeah, you love you some cane. That's why you like you, you like that. Tell tell me your weakness. My Vegas weakness, canes. canes. Oh my goodness. Canes is that bull. Yeah. yeah, canes got canes. Is canes better than Chick Fil A? Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, yes, yes. If you haven't been to the West Coast, you better take an airplane ride over here to either they actually have them out here in hawaii yeah, they, they, they have them out here in hawaii but why they have canes, them in but, but see you haven't convinced me why is king's better than chick-fil-a i like because chick-fil-a got the the classic chicken sandwich with the pickle and the and, the, and that soft bun that, that's and waffle mm. chick-fil-a like a cult i hope you, you know you know this i mean you lived in the south one we know you know about chick-fil-a now they don't play by their chick-fil-a role so it's the king Canes, this is my thing with canes. Canes is like, why are you a hater? No, I'm not. I'm gonna give I'm no. to shout no. out to canes. I'm gonna give canes credit here. The sauce, they, that, they went with that sauce exactly. That, that cane sauce, 
<laughs> yeah, no, that cane saw. That's it. No cap. That they got it. They got it on lot. Chick Fil A. That's where you. What they Chick Fil A got the uh, that Hawaiian sauce and the. They got a couple little sauces, but their it, sauce is not comparable. It, it, it ain't Kings, guys. Step your game up, Chick Fil A. It ain't, it ain't Kings. That I will say. But I feel like Kings is mostly just chicken tenders on the sandwiches. But it's good though. It's good. Beautiful. Kings is beautiful. Amazing. But what was we talking about before we start talking about? When we start talking about more meat, I would want to. I'm sorry, you mentioned already like the hunting and all of that. Yeah. And fishing yeah. and all of that. I believe meat is okay you know, to consume in those circumstances when, you know, back in the old days when we're like hunting, we're not yeah. hunting any, we're not walking and doing all those extra burning calories and like doing all of that back in the day, like we were used to in tribes. Yeah. There is still some tribes out there that are hunting. Yeah. Or people just, you know, they live off the land. Yeah. Living off the land and the ones that are still out those in those areas that are still doing that, they need that for that body, for their body. Because they are walking. They're not taking a car to work. They're not walking um, anywhere, you know? So. Mm. You know what's so so funny about these people who are, um, you know, they're spiritual, they're vegan, they're this, you know, they just like check, 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 you know, they're checking up all the, all the, the spiritual boxes if, you know, if that's even real, a thing. Um, but yeah, like these people, are, they follow these strict guidelines and. And um, and they they break down how you know how meat's bad because it's like it's killing animals and like that animal has a soul and it has energy and things like that and that's that's going against like spirituality in some way you know like like you're kind of def defying the divine but the Native Americans and our Africans and our ancestors like these people were very spiritual beings mm -hmm. we're we damn near trying to go back in history and find out what can make us. What can get us closer to God? Learning from them. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how do we know? How do we all of a sudden know better than they do? And yet we're learning everything from them on how we do our spirituality now. But we want to say like that's wrong. How? How is that possible? Process. Everything is process now. That's somebody yelling outside. Everything. Yeah. Everything is process now. But See? not not. not Okay, so okay, yeah, that's yeah. The okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, we're gonna get it on that. Difference. We're gonna get on that in a second, though, for sure. That's, that's we're gonna get on that in a second. But I'm saying though, like if I was to if I was to go out here right now and go and say I was uh I'm fishing, right? Let's just give a, a perfect example that everyone has uh knows about or has done before. I might catch a fish, right? We went. I took you fishing, like on that on that that, that charter boat. You seen me fish before, but you we I took you. I tried. Yeah, I took you yes. to San Diego. It's your first time ever going fishing, guys. I took it there. It's a um, H and M landing in San Diego. We was in San Diego for a couple days, and it was at Ocean 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 Drive or what, I don't know whatever uh, it was Oceanside. Yeah, it was, it was Oceanside. But we we're out there right at H and M landing. It's a very popular uh, fishing spot out there, and it was our first time ever seeing like fish getting caught, them struggling for their life. You know, you gotta kill them, fillet them. You know, we got bait fish. You know, you're throwing them. It was our first time experiencing that, and it just like it, it sucked for her to see. She really didn't like it. Not only did I cry, I threw up as well. But I that, remember throwing up. Yeah, she was throwing up. She was kind of nauseous and seasick. But um, the fish was good, though, wasn't it? Yeah, you eat that fish. Go ahead and give me some. No, you, you, you eat that. You ate that that night. Oh, I ate that fish. Yeah, okay, you that cooked was me. That oh, you mean you eat? Okay, so you. I had Chinese. I had um. Oh, you sure did. I remember that. I just yeah. Had noodles. Yeah, you did. But I say that to say, um, that's how our ancestors used to like. That was that was normal. You know what I mean? Like that. Like that was a normal like everyday thing or weekly thing it was you would catch food you would kill it 
Um, but I'm just trying to figure. But if I but if I show that to someone who is very pro, like eating is eating animals is wrong kind of vibe, they would say that's wrong. And I'm just saying like like how. From my perspective, I believe it's how you are killing the animal, how you treated it beforehand. And if you are, you know, thanking, you know, um, thanking the animal for its existence to provide you with that energy, to provide you with that food, to provide you with that fuel. So if it's an, in an ethical way of like, you know, really being connected to it and, you know, saying a prayer or, you know, anything like that, um, I know nowadays, of course, no one's out there really catching their own food, but I feel like the households now, like, you know, praying before you eat is really powerful. I absolutely love doing, um, I like mm. a little cleanse, like even with my, even if it's liquids, a little cleanse, um, just a circular motion of energy, like kind of like elevating its vibration. For sure. And, you know, you can do that over meat too, even yeah. though it is um, a passed away animal it's still you know you can think think its existence for sure and honor you got to honor yeah, yeah. and respect honor it honor it. respect it yeah, really especially when you say it. grace that's yeah yeah saying grace is yeah. so big because it's just basically saying that you have the humility to you know god or this being or whatever to say like hey this was something that i did not have this was provided for me today off the land or from wherever so i'm grateful for this i'm grateful to have this because it, um it had its own energy and had its own life. It had its own stuff to do. Mm -hmm. Thank you for this. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like just yeah. giving it thanks and honoring whatever it is in front of you. That way you just put out a positive energy on the food because food yeah. is energy. So I mean, like you can affect the energy by how, by how you mm -hmm. speak on something. Words are, you know, words are very, very powerful. It's affirmations. So when you put that in on the food, you're basically when you're saying grace, praying, blessing the food, you know, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff, all you're doing is just, you're just trying to impute good energy into that food. So when you eat it, is good and i think with the animal part what i can say is that um animals definitely hold energy whether you people like to you know admit it or not it like yes we like to say that they're inanimate you know they're just objects or just things there for us and you know it's been just described so many different ways but at the end of the day it is a, it is a soul in in a, in, a, in a certain kind of sense um you know i'm not too intelligent on that part as far as the souls of animals i'm kind of just still i'm trying to just wrap my head around it just more and more still when it comes to like souls because i feel like certain animals give it off more than others in a way wait that's a little something different soul animals have souls i feel like like pets that we didn't have before we feel like like they have souls bro and they have like a certain energy to them now Somebody, somebody say it's biological you know because like we got to be fair and got to talk about both points of it because some people feel like the reason that a dog loves me so much is because I feed him. So he's coming back to a reliable food source. That's in his biology, his DNA. He's going to keep coming back. That's like if he was in the wild and this happens in the wild. Like you go outside. Like you remember we used to go hiking in Mount Charleston. used to feed chipmunks. They come up. They, they come up. But can, we, they, can we play that video? I'm going to on the YouTube part. If you're watching the YouTube part, we have some clips of I would go up to the mountain and feed chipmunks. Yeah, they we, were the cutest things in the world. Yeah, we, they were my best friends, honestly. No, they were dope for sure. Like, they would, but they but I say, but, they, but they would keep coming up, though, because they knew there would be an abundance of food. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about you and them liking you. No, they like the food that you come to bring. So why? Why is a dog any different? 
I disagree. Those chipmunks love me. I was their like leader. Oh my god! But you know what I'm saying though, like 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 a dog or a cat. So one could argue that the only reason the dog and the cat are friendly around you is because he knows or she knows you are a reliable source of food, shelter, and you know care. So how was that? How was that display of soul? How do you see the soul of an animal? How do you know that? affection and safety so if they're feeling that affection from you when you pet it and they're feeling that safety like okay i have a house my owner got me a house you know it's a little dog walking around in its backyard i have my own you know space that you're providing that safety for them and then you know when you're coming home from work you're giving them kisses 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 and loving on them that safety and affection is do we do you feel safety and affection i do but it is, are you a soul no absolutely i i am a soul but i'm saying so what you're explaining from that example is that the ability to feel affection and to feel comfort and security that's the working of a soul that's not biological i would say that's basis like the basics because there's so much more deeper that's so interesting to me because i like that's what we always try to figure out is this biology is this something deeper than biology because it's like some someone would also maybe potentially say in order for an animal to thrive in this environment biologically it has to have those functions because they have that without us they do that like amongst themselves they like affection feel nurtured feel security rubbing up on the cubs and stuff like that or playing together it seems like a i don't know it's, it's always interesting to think of it like that you know is it how much of our shit is biology and how much is spirit? What part is this? Is it what part is intertwined? You know all of that stuff. Oh yeah, from my experience, I know, um, and that's why people call them babies, like they're fur babies, because they really feel connected to us. I felt super connected to our cat that we had in Vegas, and we're really sad that we couldn't bring it. So from my experience, I definitely know that animals have souls. From just like having your own fur babies, if you know, shout out to all the fur parents out there. They know what that feeling feels like. It's a soul connection. That really, that soul connection is real. Uh, one of our past cats that we had in Vegas, I felt super connected to him. Where I even did his readings and his energy. And she I, did an Akashic reading on our cat, y'all. Like she did, like like a for real, like his past life. Yeah, and I don't know if, how, how y'all believing all this stuff we get into this stuff later on down this podcast down the, the rabbit hole it's a little something different yeah, little, you know. <laughs> a little something different but she did like a reading on him and, and he was soul. He had a soul. yeah he was a soul he was i remember in his reading he was a hiker in his one of his past lives and he was a little boy and then past another lives. Jeez. yes and then yeah. he was also the brother of our other cat, which is Jasmine, that we got before him. And I remember seeing so many connections with them. We, even as animals, uh, come back into this lifetime, in different lifetimes, back with your soul family. Whether it's a karmic relationship, a soul connection, a twin flame, any connection, you know, that you're developing a new connection with them in this lifetime. It's all for a purpose, and so, that's how I know my babies. My babies so have is it, souls. So, so is it, okay, so they're reincarnate. So we might be reincarnated as animals, right? Like we heard of this kind of stuff before. Let's say it's a chicken, right? We live in Hawaii. There's chickens running around here. So, so are you telling me that that chicken is a reincarnated soul? Yes. So basically, if you eat meat and chicken, you're eating souls. Is that? 
You're not eating. I mean, you're, no, 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 you're not eating the soul. You're, you're technically just eating the body. The yes. soul is separate from the body. Yes. But yeah, but yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. But okay. But why is it? Why is it not good energy from eating animals though? Like, I think where it comes does energy from how they're bad? killing it. Depending who's, how are, how who's killing, killing it, it, how they're killing it, what the animal felt. A lot of animals feel fear. Mm. And, you know, think of we can go to the simple example of a cow, you know, in a barn before it's like, you know, slaughtered. And just think of how it like feels. A lot of times they make them, you know, impregnate them and then they take their babies away and all of that. There's a lot of like different just abuse. There's so much animal abuse, like even in the U.S. Like, So blow your mind right now. Blow your mind right now. Peep this. I just had an epiphany. The same way in which, like, Ghost Star that that basically haunt a house because of like the way in which they were killed and the way they like, you know, you might have a a, a dark energy or dark presence, ghost, whatever demon, whatever you want to call it, that reincarnates into like your home as a, as a soul again. But because of the way in which um, it passed away. It carries that energy actively on still after the person is dead and deceased. The same thing could possibly be said for animals. When you take a cow into the slaughterhouse and it had a gruesome death and a horrible death in whatever way, that energy, that dark energy, never went anywhere. It stayed in the flesh. And that's how you have these chances of stuff being bad, stuff like food having uh, worms and just all kinds of different diseases and illnesses because they have the potential to carry that energy. And when you're just, you know, mass producing stuff, you're just rolling the dice, so to speak. It's kind of that's the same. Is it? Am I? Does that make sense when I say that? Like, 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 like as far as someone something is is deceased. Yeah, my brain kind of went to energy cannot be destroyed, so it's just transferred. So that yeah. energy of that animal is just transferred. Yeah, just transferred. to the next person or to the next animal or yep. to the next thing. Yep. So it's just being transferred, and depending how that animal felt right before you know it, it's passing then that's where the energy is going to go mm. that's that's so that's so interesting to me because this it's like when someone hunts or something like that right that may be seen as more humane i guess in a way like like as far as slaughtering them and you know doing all this other stuff mm. um does the animal not feel as much fear when we like shooting it with a rifle some from from somewhere I mean, maybe not, though, because I'm thinking in my head, it's probably not suffering as much because, you know, if you have it in the slaughterhouse lined up and they hear chainsaws and it's loud and you're pushing them into the thing, they're probably fear. They're feeling that fear. You know what I mean? They're scaring they, me yeah, right now. Yeah, they, they know what's going on when they're in the slaughterhouse. Mm -hmm. But like a deer that's just living his life and you just hit it with one shot and like it's done is a little bit more humane. I think that's why they that's why they aim to make it to make hunting and stuff like that more humane as opposed to like. You know, they want you to hit certain points so that it's just it's, it's less pain and suffering for the animal. Yeah. You know what I mean? I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the more that's why the ones that probably like basically put it like this. If you hit a say you were hunting for a deer, right? You're going to eat the, the meat or what is it? What is deer meat? Um, is it venison? venison. Yeah. Venison. So if you're going to have some venison and you hit it with a rifle, maybe in the neck, what, what spine and it completely passed away. That's probably better than you catching it on a trap or injuring it and the suffering lagging around for like two, three days, like suffering. You know, that's that energy is it's probably more negative energy associated with how they died. Making if it was quick versus making them suffer, you know, and that was probably.
that energy transferred into the food and then you eat that food. It's kind of it's kind of trippy to think of it like that, you know? <laughs> you know? Sad. But plants though are plants. Plants are alive. That's what they say. Plants are growing the ground. They grow. They're living, living beings. Living cells. So is that a soul? Is do they got feelings? Like, what, are we killing plants? Like, what's what's up with that? Hmm. That's really. Hmm. Yeah, that's a hmm. that's a little something different. Bounce that back on yourself. Can you answer that? Bounce it back on. My, is killing plants the same as killing animals? If they're both both alive beings. Hmm. Um, truthfully, in theory, no, it's the same. Because if if you're just living off the land and whatever is abundant to you, as we once lived and some people still do now, it's just about whatever comes available to you. Like if you're if you're hiking through the forest and like you're able to to catch something in the water or 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 or, or get a kill on something. That's what you eat that day. That's what God or nature or whatever provided for you that day. And then, in, then maybe in the next two, three days, you find no animals. The fish don't bite. You don't see any any deer or anything like that. And you got to pick berries and fruits. You that's what the land gave you that day. I just I truthfully think all of it because this is the God honest truth. Food gives you energy and life. Mm-hmm. You can only get life from other living things. Yes. In order to take a living thing and bring it on over to you, you have to take its life. That's what you, that's literally what you're doing. You're consuming life to give you life, but it was taken from life. And I, I'm not about to sit here and act like that's like that's to me that's the same thing. Let's look at it as a spectrum. Now, the spectrum with the plants versus you know passed away animals, deceased animal carcasses that you're eating. Um, with it in that spectrum, it depends on what level of energy that's still alive when you put it, consume it in your body. And I think that's what comes down for me. Like I want to have the highest energy so I can be doing other things. So I can be doing my spin. Um, so I can be doing yoga so I can be, you know, running and hiking and having energy for, you know, all my activities that I love to do. So if in my eyes, Yes, it has iron. Yes, it has protein. But can we get protein from plants? Yes. So it's really just your own option of, you know, like what energy transfer do you want from that spectrum? Because mm. they're all living. The plants mm. are living. The meats, like the meat was living. Um, you know, so it's really just that spectrum of like, okay, what do I want to fuel my body with? Interesting. Yeah. And it does, I love how we talked about the beginning, the adaptability and that change. Um, when I came here um, to Hawaii, I got back into meat. Like, <laughs> Shoot, yeah, anybody <laughs> come here, boy, you're going to get into meat here, fam. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, I don't know, exact timing of it. And when I, like, I realized, I was like, I just like had an awakening. I was like, oh my God, I just like need to have meat right now. I just need to have meat right now. And Fast forward like a few weeks later, um, we found out I was expecting. So it kind of like all made sense that my body was changing. Yeah, that's what your body wanted at that time, mm-hmm. being prego. That's yeah. interesting. That yeah. I, it like needed those extra nutrients um, with creating life. So not not it's, it wasn't about my own body anymore. It was about another life. And that other life to create it 
um, create itself and for my body to create it, it was needing those extra fuel of those different like levels of, you know, yeah. What the, See, and that's what, what, I, and what I, it gives to you. And that's like what we said. Like, you should eat according to what you feel and whatever your body is telling you. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's all that I really feel. I feel like it is to me. But you got to know if your body's not feeling right. Like, you can't just be like, oh, well, I'm eating cheeseburgers. I'm eating french fries every day from McDonald's. Like, my, I feel fine. My body feel good. Nah, you need to do your research and try to like, Take the blindfold. You take, off. take the blindfold off and just try other stuff. I'm not saying you can't eat McDonald's again, bro. Like McDonald's is fucking amazing. What are we talking about? I am athlete, and he. What's the uh, football player so, that still eats McDonald's? So it's Chad, Chad Ochoa single, bro. So let's let's get into Chad because this is something very important I want to bring up to you. This is why it's so interesting, right? So shout out to the I Am Athlete podcast, man. I'm big, we big fans of I Am Athlete, I Am, I am woman, woman, I Am Woman, everything they got going on over there, man. Shout out to the team over there. But they always have this segment on there with Chad and Brandon Marshall kind of go back and forth, forth with each other talking about Ocho versus science, which is basically Brandon and a lot of a lot of guys, uh, you know, newer guys into the NFL and different sports are just embracing, you know, a more plant-based diet and going vegan while they're playing football, you know, but for better performance, better recovery, things like that, things that are associated, you know, with being vegan and eating more plant-based and stuff like that. But Chad always brings up that, you know, he eats McDonald's every day. That's the thing. That's the funny thing about Chad. Which is Everything? Every day. Every Stop. day since like forever. Playing through the NFL. And he says he never got hurt. He was always healthy. He was always in shape. He always worked out. Um, and he it make fun of the brand. And, you know, different guys like that. He said, like, you vegan dudes are always hurt. You know? And his whole theory behind it is two things. One. They play you play a barbaric sport. Football is a very barbaric sport. You know, I play football. It's it's very like physical and very um prey and hunter kind of mentality. And that's why he feels like meat, the energy of meat is relevant to that sport. Like you have to eat that in order to play that sport. Because that's the energy that you take on when you eat meat. Like you like we just we just discussed that the energy is never gone, it just transfers into something new. Mm-hmm. So by you doing that, you're getting in more of that aggressive kind of mode. That might have been what the animal was in at the time. Hunt, it passed. Hunting, right? Yeah, hunting, hunting or hunting, being hunted. Who like who knows? You know what I'm saying? But it, it just that energy was around is death. Mm-hmm. So but when you're he but he was also saying that the second biggest thing is that and this is something that this is the main topic that I want to ask you, and I kind of feel on this in a way, bro, is your body has to um, your body has to build up a resistance to certain things, and your stomach and digestive system is the same. Is he believes it's the same way? Is that through you eating McDonald's, you know, along with eating other things, not just McDonald's, but you're basically strengthening your immune system to take on anything that that, that could possibly enter the passageway of it. Like if you want to have McDonald's uh, a certain like every day, and your body gets used to that, if you're exercising, you're healthy. It's building some type of callus. I get that's what he says. You have to eat other things as well, but he just he eats McDonald's every day. But just the the concept of eating everything, it basically gets your stomach used to that. If I eat junk, healthy stuff, you know, vegetarian meat, seafood, just eating everything in the spectrum Mm -hmm. is the best possible thing for your for your stomach because it's going to build up an ability to take on whatever. Versus versus you just being vegan, plant based all day, and now you have meat. You have to meet for the first time in three years because you have to because you're stranded in the wilderness somewhere and now your stomach is like, it can't do it. 
from that, I, I really don't know. I I just don't agree on the McDonald's part. Like, I, I just got stuck on that. Like, how could you eat McDonald's <laughs> that much? Like, my brain just, like, froze when you said that. Like, didn't he see Super Size Me? <laughs> the documentary. Listen, I, I think some people, I'm being real with you, some people that shit don't apply to. Sometimes it's just genetics. Some people just got them genetics, bro, where it's like, you can eat whatever. And they be fine until like 40 something. Chad is like 45, 43, whatever he is now. Or fit, fit. I don't know what he is, bro. Chad is just, he's old, he's old head out here. You know what I'm saying? And he's still healthy. He can he go run. He can good. still play in the NFL if I play if he wanted to. And some people just like, they're the exception, I guess. I, I got a fast metabolism. It's starting to slow down a little bit now. But honestly, bro, I, I kind of am that type where I could just eat some BS Go work out. You got that's the thing. You gotta work out though. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You gotta work balance. out. Yeah, you gotta work out to like to do that counterbalance stuff. You gotta eat other stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could do that, bro. You know, nowadays maybe feel a little bit different because I don't eat the same way before. But I, who knows if I'd have stayed on that path? I was eating whatever, bro. And I and I was feeling fine at a certain time. It changed for me, but it just didn't stop for him. Some people just I like that. And and, and I think that kind of goes along with the idea that. Um, you have to eat according to what feels best for you. He might feel at his... He's in the NFL. You think you don't know about peak performance physically? You know what I'm saying? Like he's he has, good. He's one of the... Hall of, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Like, he's about to be inducted if he's not already... No, he's not already. But definitely, like, he has as many receptions as, like... What do you say? T, was it T.O. Or, or... I don't know. But he's one of the greatest to ever play the game at receiver. One of the greatest. And he's fueled by McDonald's. Fueled by Mickey D's. Usain Bolt. Before he broke the records in the uh, the Olympics, 2008, I guess it was, he ate McNuggets before every race and set the world record. Maybe he's an exception. I don't know. That's mind-blowing. That's what he said. He said when he was in, um, what was the damn Olympics 2008, man? I'm I'm mad I'm forgetting this. Um, Beijing. Beijing? Yeah. Beijing Olympics. Yeah. 2008. But when he was breaking the 100 meter, you know, 100 meter record, he was basically saying where he was, he didn't like any of the food there, couldn't find nothing. So he just ate McNuggets. He was just doing what was, but, but peep this, he, he was just doing what was in his environment. It's the same way he's living off the land in a way. Like that's all he felt comfortable, he felt it was accessible for him to eat. He didn't, he wasn't near nothing else or couldn't really understand what he was putting to his body. He said, all right, I'm going to go to these McNuggets for, for a week. And his body was able to handle that. He, he might not eat it every day. Well, now all of these fast food places are coming out with, quote-unquote, plant-based, quote-unquote, vegan hamburgers, plant-based hamburgers. Hmm. (laughs) What is in that so-called meat? This is my take on it. Um... (laughs) It's a little laugh. Sorry to cut you off. It's a little laugh because we've been in that journey, you know? We are, you know, we're here to open up our, uh, ourselves to our story and, um, you know, help others along their journey and, you know, look back at ourselves too in the progress and um, looking about how you can really just keep going into what's best for you at certain times. But mm-hmm. we've been in that journey for, you know, during that time. Yeah. So put it like this, y'all. The reason that we're raw vegan right now is because... We're just sitting back evaluating all of this impossible meat and this mm. beyond meat 
and it's not meat, but it tastes just like meat, smell like it. When you pour it out, take out the package, look like meat, but it's not meat. But That's why what... are they pressuring it now, too? Because before, I they know, weren't just... really supporting it, like media, like all of that. Like people weren't really like into it and, you know, pushing for it. And now all of a sudden it's being commercialized. I've seen so... it on, com I've seen Morningstar, Gardein on commercials. You love you some Gardein, boy. I'm chicken. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. Them damn chicken players from Gardein. Lord have mercy. This is what I be feeling, bro, about these companies that that push everything, right? Because like for like Burger King, for example, they got the impossible. They had the Impossible Whopper for a couple of years now. I mean, people have liked it. I mean, we had Impossible Burgers before. I Beyond Meat Burger. I'm more of a Beyond Meat Burger guy than I am the Impossible Meat. Um, I just think to myself, okay, this stuff is plant based. This is what they show me on on the ingredients and things like that. Um, it's soy free, gluten free, all these different things, and it tastes great. Like Beyond Meat, bro, tastes just like real burgers. Like you had my Beyond Meat burger before. You know what it's talking about. You already know what time it is. Beyond Meat, we chef. Yeah, we chef it up. Anything he makes is chef. We chef it up over here, man. And we got a meal service coming real, real soon. We gonna plug that. You guys will hear about that down the road. But that's what that's what's in the works right now. But. Yeah, it tastes just like real. It bleeding everything like real meat. You be I red. That. Yeah, you be poking I it. Right, that should be red. It be bleeding just like a. Once you like have a, it on the oven. Yeah, like a I'm real so freaking. Sorry. Yeah, like a real freaking burger. Like when you making this stuff, but it may not be meat, right? But when you start seeing stuff mass produced to the point where it's just like flying out like hotcakes, like flying out like hotcakes because Burger King got it right, and no shade to Burger King, right? No shade to Burger King, but if Burger King is able to get their hands on something like Impossible Meat um, and sell it at the rate that they can sell all of the items on their list, like I assume that Burger King would have a sufficient amount on stock to put out to the market if they want a lot of it. So they're clearly getting a large quantity of these things in. What is it made from that's in these Beyond or these Impossible Burgers and Beyond Meat Burgers? You know, I like to be mass produced because I don't, I don't like when I think when I think about stuff being mass produced. I always get the impression that in order for you to mass produce something, you got to dim down the quality of something in order to get it out, especially with food. You know what I'm saying? Does the sound of something being made in a lab sound appetizing to you? Mm, made in a lab? No, it sounds like an experiment. That's what. Impossible beyond meat, you know, this so unquote plant based meat is. They are combining different things that is not naturally made from the ingredients, are because everything has to come from, you know, something, but they're just kind of combining everything together into like almost like a smucker's board, Swap. like. Just it's like, like chillings. It's like chillings. Chillings. We broke the code. Impossible chillings. God damn. It's just that bits and pieces of like random stuff that they're putting together. Um, I think some some of them are okay. Like I've seen, I read some with like pea protein. Pea protein's really good. Um, and you know, turmeric and cumin. Yeah, and see, certain spices are good, but. The middle stuff that just like, you know, mm -hmm. tofu and soy and like, you know, we think of like 
everyone thinks tofu is gonna be like the magic like savior oh, of man. plant based. Tofu. Remember how we tofu this so I couldn't even do mm-hmm. the soy, bro. After a while I was realizing, you know, because all this vegan stuff came as like easy. It was the process of elimination, just like meat, bro. It's the same thing. You got final work for you, bro. I'm eating this damn soy and it's just running through me like a freaking track meat. Like it was just you just take it or not take it, but it ain't like a drug or nothing like that. That's just food. Like you would cook it up or whatever, make whatever you would make out of it. And um, for me, it just made me keep going to the bathroom and not in a good way. It was like the kind where it's just like, oh, is this a fart or is this? Oh, yeah, run to the bathroom, uh, run, yeah. It run. was like it was like that. You got some doo doo stains. Ooh. At that point, man, you just hey, right in the shower, bro. Don't even wash them separately. Wash, wash, wash them in the sink. Wash, wash them in the tub. <laughs> then, then put them in the hamper, and then wash them from there. This is getting me thinking a little nasty for parasites. And I spoke to you about this before. Um, meat, like especially you know, passed away meat, you know, dead carcasses has a tendency to carry parasites, and those parasites go through our body that are foreign to our body and back up our whole system. Um, IBS, um, gastritis, and different gastral problems, um, you know, they do something to our intestines and our whole, like, you know, digestive system. Hell, if it ain't cooked right, this shit could have tapeworms and all kind of stuff. I'm about to say mouthworms. Mouthworms, that's on the internet. I'm just naming worms. I think mouthworms is something you get on a computer virus. No, the lead, tapeworms, roundworms is one of them. Um, Raw stuff, too. I was really scared to eat poke out here. It's like oh, number yeah, one yeah, popular. Yeah. Like when you're out here, you have to eat poke. And oh, even so though I was good. like craving so much meat. It's like a sushi was, kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when I eat sushi, I usually eat like the little California cucumber rolls, like with nothing yeah, really yeah. in it. Um, but yeah, like the poke out here, it was just, um, I did a couple of times. I, no, I, I did it once. I was like, oh, I don't like this. No, like it was like making me an, gag to eat a, anything raw. It's like an acquired that. taste if you never had it before. And then the more you have it, it's kind of like, huh, I kind of kind of like this a little you know, bit. Of course, I respected the fish and thankful and like it's giving me these like type of omegas. But yeah, and then I and then I think you had it again like later on and I tried it. And that was like during the time of, you know, um, which I wasn't even supposed to eat, like, you know, stay. I was trying to stay away from anything raw. But, and then what, third time or fourth time? Oh gosh, it just made me so sick. I was like, this is not normal. This is not what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, it's just that's something you can't eat every day. Mm -hmm. That's something like once in a blue moon you might have it, but it's not something you just, you know, your body was like, you know, like, uh uh, like I don't put up with this shit enough now, okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah, now we gotta gotta get this up out of here, fam. So yeah, yeah, it's always so interesting, man. But, um, but I'm just, when it comes to, when it, I think the biggest thing with with um, all of this beyond meat, plant based, plant replacement, um, maybe it's not the meat and thing, and maybe it's not the meat that's the that's the uh, the enemy. Maybe the mass production is what the enemy is, because there's nothing. Don't ask me that. I always think the government's the enemy. So yeah, it's just maybe. Anything- Maybe all of this meat versus plant-based stuff is is maybe that's not even what it's about. Maybe it's just about the mass production. That's really what it's this is. The this, labs. It's, 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 it's who, the labs. Who funds and, the labs and the, and the modifying of the foods and the the like the way it's you know that's probably the biggest en- enemy that it is. Mm-hmm. But is it inevitable? Is this 
are we going to keep mass producing stuff because that's what we do for everything because there's so many of us this way eight nine billion people in the world now it's going to come out in like 10 years 15 years that all that manufactured plant-based and maybe people believe it now and there's some research out there i'm not a big like researcher i don't know why i really have no explanation why i mean of course like i believe in like the research if i see something but i'm not like oh my god i need to like research this exact topic with like 100 articles to make sure that i'm right like, I just naturally know what I know and feel. Like, I just go what in my time. And this is my own experience and my own journey. And mm-hmm. I'm only taking care of myself. Um, you know, I'm helping others along the way if they, you know, gravitate towards me. If, you know, they're coming towards me and like, oh, give me your, your thoughts on this, their thoughts on that. But go to say, like, I just, yeah, I, I just think that. So Yeah, no, that's okay. real. That's real. I feel that. I, I, I'm just under the belief and thinking now that just maybe like mass production is the issue. It's not like the meat versus the plant based because both of them work in different ways. Like like the fact that you, you know, you separate them, but it's just like we see plant based can be mass produced. And when you bring when you introduce that mass production into the equation, that's when it starts to create all of these different possibilities for stuff to be bad. I mean, I worked at Chipotle before we gave like they would give people freaking uh, what is it? The. Uh, you're not e. coli, e. Oh, coli yeah, yeah. from the freaking lettuce. Oh, yeah. it, it's like, it's you see it with every, with both, and and it doesn't have to do with whether or not lettuce, romaine lettuce, is good for you. Mm-hmm. It's about who prepared it. Mm-hmm. Why was it prepared that way? Why was there this in it? Was it inevitable? Is it just inevitable though? As we as we mass produce stuff, People just are just, just by sheer numbers alone, like if you make millions of burgers every year. It's going to be a bad one in there. Like, is that what it is? Definitely. I think there's always, like, a bad apple in some type of way. Um, even what we're doing, like, raw vegan, raw, like, all that. Like, you know, we have to be careful in that way because we have to make sure that we're, like, really, really cleaning out, you know, any yeah, any worms or cooking, parasites. Cooking or, like, it somewhat, too. Yeah, it's under 100 degrees. Under uh, uh, traditional, like, raw plant bases, under 100 degrees of cooking. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think it is an... Yeah, it really goes to say, like, it just really what the labs are doing. Like, who is the person making them? How are they feeling? Like, what's the mood that they're putting into it? Yeah, it could be the, the even the GMOs and, and like in the vegetables and stuff. GMOs is that is that what part does that have in it? You know, like, what are the effects of every so many uh, yields and you know mm-hmm. yields of, of 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 produce? Does it does it develop that? And that's I think that's my take on this from here on out it's like it's not about the meat versus the plant because i kind of just had this epiphany there now it's about the mass production talking about you mentioned chipotle he is not allowed to mention the word chipotle because there is not a chipotle here in hawaii and we have been you're playing games we have been crying we have been hysterical about it i miss my salad bowls those peppers and those like their dressing Ooh, and then we got the nerve to have all the commercials on TV when you're watching it. And it's just, it's, it's messed up, man. We need, we need, we need a Chipotle out here in Hawaii. We might open up a franchise out here. Yeah, we got, yeah, we might have to go ahead and figure something out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh man, but we up on out of here, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of a little something different. We talked about food, man. Comment down below. You know what you guys think. You know, subscribe if you're new to the channel. Hit that, hit that notification bell. 
And, uh, and yeah, follow us on Apple, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts. Of course, you're watching the video version if, if you are as well. Um, or no, if you're not, if you might you might be listening to this. So definitely check us out on YouTube if you're listening to this on one of those platforms. Yeah, we're pretty cute too on camera. Yeah, we're looking good. You know what I'm saying? It's my birthday month coming up soon. So yeah, we're going out of here, guys. Grandpa. Grandpa. Yeah. 25 make you feel old. 20, yeah, approaching 25. I just feel a little bit different. Fellas, listen. When you start getting to around 25, your brain gonna start to it just it starts to change a little bit, bro. Like you don't even look you don't look at all things the same. It's like a second awakening or some sort, you know. We'll be open out of here, guys. Today was a little something different. Go check out our first episode, it's on there as well, guys, and check out all clips in between. Thank you for having this energy uh, exchange from us with us. Um, this experience, we're yeah, so thank grateful you. Thank for, you for each the dialogue. And every yeah. one of you keeping these conscious conversations going and flowing. Going and flowing, man. We gotta talk about it all. But this is a little something different. Check you guys out next week. Make sure you be there again. Mahalo, mahalo, satnam. Deuces.